Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Kadira Muhammad. She's a systems implementation engineer and founder of SucceedingWithSystems.com, who went from breaking into the entrepreneurial world at 18 with the goal of retiring her parents to falling in love with systems and now teaches solopreneurs and startups how to gain back 500 hours of their time and scale to the moon, leveraging automation and systems. And I love a good system. Thanks so much for being here today, Kadira. Oh, thank you so much, Diane. I appreciate that. I am thrilled to have you here. And, and let's just, I, I want to start with sort of a level playing field. Um, talk to me about what you think a system is in a business. Okay, perfect. To me, a system is just the step-by-step task to getting something done repeatedly. Um, it's one, two, three, four, this is what we do in order to, you know, make a sale in order to fulfill our services for our clients, in order to write back an email to, to, to follow up with a particular, you know, uh, consultant, to follow up with contractors, to booking meetings. It's just that step-by-step process that can be repeated by pretty much anybody who has like the requisite knowledge and, and um, the skill set to do it. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So mm-hmm. I find, um, and, and I have a feeling you do too, that so many small business owners will basically say, you know, I don't have time to create systems. I got to make sales. So what do you say to them about, you know, the value of actually stopping to create those processes? Oh, that's, that's a super easy one. I say you make a lot more sales if you actually created a system. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and it, 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 to answer that question, because I get that a lot as well. Um, I get that a lot when I go, when I speak in front of people, when I go to workshops and they say, I don't have the time. Um, you know, I got to make this money. I got I to do the consultations. I have to, I have to, I have to. And the reason why they will almost always increase the amount of sales that their company brings in when they actually create the process is number one, you start to remove yourself out of the spaces that you don't need to be in. Because the sales process and you know entrepreneurs, as we focus on sales, you're not just focusing on sales though. You have the admin side of your business. You have the fulfillment side of your business. You have the client relations side of your business. You have everything else that goes along with the sale. The sale itself, quite frankly, can be kind of the easiest part because you're passionate about what you do and you know your craft, you're very good at what you do. So you can easily explain that and you can you know, essentially sell somebody on it. But then what happens after that is what slows people down. It's what takes up all their time. What happens after that when the client, okay, great. You got the money, 
Now you got to onboard them. Yeah. What's your process with that? After you onboard them, do you can you actually fulfill them? Well, now if you're taking the time to fulfill and you don't really have a process for that, you take up more of your time fulfilling and onboarding, back-to-back conversations, trying to book meetings, rescheduling, having to cancel. That decreases the amount of time you can actually take to do the sales. Yeah, that's so great. And you know, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about um, people I know who will say they have no consistent systems, like because they don't have it set and in writing, every time they get a new client, that onboarding process is like unique when it, it shouldn't be. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody gets the, everybody gets a brand new experience. <laughs> and you give everybody, <laughs> you give everybody a very custom car. You give everybody a very custom experience. And you know, it sounds nice to say, oh, you get this custom, it's unique, and da da da. Your clients don't even really want that. They just they just want to get whatever it is you're supposed to be delivering for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they it's nobody's gonna care if they're going through the same exact process as everybody else. When, I, when you go to get a car, you, you go through the same process. You go look at some cars, you test some cars, you see something that you like, and now they go into the whole sequence of trying to get you approved for a loan so you can get the note that you need. That process is exactly the same, but the result is what people care about, which is driving off the lot mm-hmm. with the car that they wanted. Well, and they don't even know whether they're getting a unique, they don't know that it's not different right? Unless you tell right. them. Just, but, but it just makes it easier and takes less time for you to actually have that process and system, which you're right. That's what they would prefer. They want to know that you know what you're doing. Exactly. And, they, and honestly, when you can make the process simplified to the point and repeatable, now it's faster. Now your new client gets what they want in a quicker amount of time than before when you were doing everything just super custom and and unique, right? And they likely get a heightened level of experience because now you have a repeated process. See, it's taking the time to actually look at what you're doing in your business and trying to create a process forces you to think and question to yourself, is this something I really should be doing? Yeah. Is there something that I could add? Could I take this away? Does my client actually need that? Do I actually need to have this call now? Or do I need to actually get them to have complete this project before I can even talk to them about this step in the process? Yeah. Like it, it, it forces you to look at the mirror. And now you see, now you're seeing all of the mistakes or the gaps and the holes that you would never see if you never sat down for an hour out of your week to just look at okay, is this being done correctly? How could we improve this? It's just asking the question, how could we improve this even more? Yeah. Okay. Now, speaking of improvement, talk to me about (laughs) automation. Um, You know, when should a business start implementing automation? Are there certain kinds of automation that they shouldn't be implementing? You know, Mm -hmm. what's the story? Yeah. So to me, automation uh, there, there's an order of it. And I, and I call it my four C's, right? Um, and my first C is, is, is the process of like clarifying as an understanding, what are you doing in your business right now, right? What's happening? How are you getting it done? That's where you start to, that's where the mirroring comes in. It's like, okay, let me look in the mirror and see what's really going on here. 
The second step after that is, is starting to craft a new experience and a new workflow, you know, creating SOPs and standard operating procedures. Those things have to happen before automation even comes in. Mm. Automation doesn't come in until that's not my, that's not until my third step. The reason being is because of what a lot of people do when I get on consultations and I talk to people, what they do a lot is they get the tech, they get the $97, you know, a, a month software. They got this lifetime access to this thing they saw on Instagram where they're like, oh my God, this is going to solve all my stuff. You know, they got this CRM, they got this email marketing tool. They got all these tools that's supposed to automate, you know, quote unquote automate, but it's just sitting there. <laughs> it's just sitting there because you don't really know where it's supposed to go. Yep. So in my process and how I work with my clients is we don't even touch technology until we have a good idea on what the process is actually supposed to be. Because it's only then do you know where technology comes in. So for my like brand new entrepreneurs who maybe have only been in business maybe for a couple of years, right? You probably have a few clients. Um, it may not be as consistent as you want, but you've done this for a little bit. You've been able to kind of, you know, uh, break your leg into it and really start. You need to start looking at, okay, when a client comes in, what's the process of getting them onboarded? What's my fulfillment process? What are the conversations I find myself always having to have with my clients or information I'm always having to have to give to my clients all the time? Once you can sit down and identify what those key areas are, that's where automation and technology comes in. Um, Diane, I can give you a really great example. Actually, a, a recent oh, client right now. Great. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, I have a client right now that specializes in um, helping businesses get, get funding, right? Capital and whatnot. And she told, I had her sit down because she didn't want to. <laughs> she didn't want to, but I was like, look, I can't help you until we sit down. You just want me to put this technology together, but I can't do that until we sit down. Give me two hours of your time. I promise you it's going to help you so much. Made her sit down and I said, look, what's the onboarding process for your client? We're just going to talk about that. Because she told me that was her biggest headache. Okay. It's getting these documents, getting, uh, giving her documents to her clients and all this stuff. Had her sit down. We wrote it out A to Z. Then what I did just yesterday, I started putting together the automation because I was able to write out the flow. I knew exactly where everything needed to go. And I realized, oh. You have a lot of back and forth of creating, really, it's just Excel sheets and Google documents. And it's also making sure the clients give you the correct information. Ooh. So I said, okay, that's actually a really easy fix. You know what we need? You need an onboarding form. And then you need a way where you only uh, uh, receive an invoice a particular way. So that way, once a client submits this invoice in this way, this manner, automatically they'll get a folder created, all of, she has like five documents, all these clients have to get, all those documents will go into that folder, the client gets the folder, you get notified that the client got the folder, and then I created a step-by-step -step welcome page where it says, hey, thanks for becoming a new client, here's the agreement you need to sign, click here to sign your agreement. After you sign your agreement, here are the onboarding documents that we need from you. This is where you can submit them all. After you submit your documents, now you can book your welcome call. And then there's steps in between that. Let's say they submit their onboarding documents, but they don't book their welcome call. Well, now instead of my client have to chase them down and trying to remember in her head who are the people she hasn't met with, 
Now all that happens is the client themselves is able to get an automatic email and an SMS text message that says, hey, you haven't booked your welcome call, but we have your documents. It's time for us to start. Book your welcome call. But I couldn't put all that together until I knew what her actual flow right. was. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that is a great example. But it also leads me to my next question, which is, what do you say to the business owner who says, okay, but that feels like um, that's going to come off as cold, you know, that, that my clients aren't going to feel that personal touch? Very amazing question. The coldness is in your mind. <laughs> the that's the that's the first thing I say. The coldness is in your mind. You don't. So these messages, right? That the automatic emails and the text messages that I'm that I'm sending out to my clients on behalf of my clients via the technology that we're putting together, right? We're using my client's lingo. We're using very friendly language. And here's the thing: where the personality comes in is when your customer is actually speaking with you and receiving the services from you. This part, which is really just communication and it's streamlining documents and sending them out and making sure people get what they need, your end receiver really is not thinking that it's so cold and oh my God, it's losing its, they don't really think that. Because what they are gonna think is when you're not sending these automatic messages, they're gonna feel confused because you're so busy trying to figure out everything else, you're gonna to forget to send them communication. You're gonna to forget to send them a certain document. You're gonna forget that they need to book a call with you. And now your end customer is now confused. They might be a little bit annoyed because they haven't gotten anything because they haven't received anything or they've gotten too much. Now they may think that the service that they purchase, it has a, a, a far enhanced one-on-one -on -one touch than it really needs to have. And that's going to ruin their expectations of what they should be receiving from you. So that coldness, you can edit the language, you can make it look better. You know, I'm having my client record a, a welcome video because I say, hey, I want you to have a welcome video. It's going to list out everything that's on this page and it's going to provide back a bit more of that personal touch that you want her, that her end customer wants to have. Yeah. But the, the, the coldness, honestly, I, I have to be honest with, your, uh, with our audience, that's an excuse because you can make it not be cold. You know, we're not robots. We don't have to say send document here. You know, <laughs> you don't have to say it like that. You can make it be fun. You can make it be inviting. I do that for my clients. When my clients get onboarding to, onto my programs, I mentioned I have a whole welcome video and then I have a video after that and a video after that because all leading up to their one-on-one -on -one call with me but I still have them go through this process because it's more important that they get the information and that information and how I give it to them is, is, is wrapped in a box that matches my branding. It matches my voice. You know, it matches how I want them to feel. But at the end of the day, I need them to get this certain information and I need them to get certain communication. So that way they don't feel lost. They don't feel confused and they don't feel abandoned. Because unfortunately, that's what happens with a lot of consultants and service providers who are trying to do this super custom call experience and you get too many clients, you're only one person. You're going to forget some things. That just happens. But you have to provide ways so that way your end client is still going to get the top tier experience that you really want to give them anyway. Yeah, I think this is so important because 
we think that we're, um, you know, helping our business when really things do fall down and then our customer doesn't get the information or doesn't get it timely or, you know, we can never, we can't really start because Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten all the pieces put together and, and that ends up being on us. And I go back to this thought that when we have systems and processes, what we're really telling our customers, we know what we're doing. We know what works, right? We're structured. We're, we're, we're efficient and they're going to get the best outcome. Exactly. You know, what's a really good example of this. What? Go look at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is known for, for what? It's known for its extremely amazing and friendly customer service, yeah. right? Yeah. We love that. More than the food. I like the food personally, but more than the food, you really like the experience. That's why people love it. But that whole experience is a system. It's a process, <laughs> right? It's not random. <laughs> you, go, yeah. you, go, you go there on a really busy Saturday night because you know they're closed on Sundays. So you're like, I got to go Chick-fil-A on Saturday. And you got the whole long line. And what happens? They have their people outside with the iPads. They come yeah. to your car in the line. They, they go ahead and get your order right then and there. You follow the line. You get to the front. They say, hey, Kadira, you had the, you had the sandwich and then you had the spicy uh, uh, nuggets and everything. Okay, great. Here you go. Okay, do you have everything in your bag? Oh, no, are you missing a straw? And they go get, and they handle it for you. We're not questioning whether or not we think that process is cold, even though a lot of, they have process automated in there too. But the whole experience is amazing because why? You came there to get a particular result, which was a friendly service and also the food that you wanted to get. Yeah. And you got that. Yeah. Yeah. And you got it um, in a nice, you know, truly fast food sort of way. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that's a great example of that. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. HR issues can kill you. One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. And you spend way too much time dealing with HR when you should be spending your time on making a profit. You should talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated U.S.-based HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They get to know you and your business while providing HR expertise and the personal touch you need and want. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Accelerate under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled BAM, B-E-E dot com. Bambi.com. Type in Accelerate. Let's talk about automating the sales process. Mm-hmm. Um, get, share with the listeners like one real way that they could automate their sales process you know, right after they listen to this podcast. Oh, absolutely. The first thing I would suggest you do, if you don't already have together, after somebody books a sales conversation with you, you need to automatically send them a piece of content that lightly introduces them to what you provide as a whole. It doesn't have to be the specific offer necessarily, but it should be kind of like, this is what we do for our clients. And here are some testimonials that you can see of past clients. So you can see, you know, who's come with us, who's actually worked through our program, who's still here after working with us, you know, for however long people work with you. Um, You need to be able to deliver that automatically. And my suggestion is that you make it so there's at least 24 hours in between the time somebody books and the time that they have their actual consultation with you. So that way there's enough time for them to actually look at that video. Mm. the reason you want to do that is mm. number one you set the authority you set the authority of who you are what you provide and the result because you have proof because you have the testimonial people need to see you seven to, to nine times they really need to see you more now with lower intention attention spans and whatnot and so many different options so you need if they don't really know you because you don't know who who knows you until you get on a call with them right yeah so you need to go ahead and kind of overestimate that this person may not know a lot about you and provide them certain pieces of content that will set the authority because what you want to what you want them to know when they get on a call with you is that they should trust you because you know what they're what you're talking about you have proof about what you're talking about not just from you but from other people and that can be a very simple automatic text message or an automatic email i think it should be both personally and really if you can, I would do more pieces of content. It wouldn't just be testimonials, but if you have, like I have a, I have a YouTube channel, right? I send people 
certain clips from my YouTube videos to really set the authority. It's not always going to be about just automation because I also talk about standard operating procedures and how to make those. Mm -hmm. But I send content around my total subject. So that way, again, I want to reinforce, I have the authority to tell you about what it is you even booked this call for, right? I have the backing, I have the knowledge, I have the experience. And then I also have the proof, which is the testimonials of the people who've worked with me, like real life people who work with me, past clients, who I could actually call as well and give you the information if they will allow me to, because I've done this in real life. So we want to do that because now they come on the call and they're like, okay, I watch this content. I watch this video. I'm familiar with what you provide. Now you can answer their questions. And now they know I'm talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about before you even said a word to them personally. I think that is a great idea. I do want to have you confirm with the listeners that you're not talking about a sales piece. Correct. Correct. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting you send like a, um, uh, a video that tries to pre-sell people yeah. like, Hey, on this call, you know, our program is uh, going to be $10,000 and this is what we do. And, you know, you should just buy it right now. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> I'm not because that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. And you're going to get a lot of cancellations. You're going to get a lot of people who quote unquote reschedule, but they're only doing that to be nice because they don't intend to be on the call anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. What, what, what I'm suggesting is you send them uh, just really content about the subject that they're likely trying to learn more about. So, you know, if you're, let's say you're a, a dating coach, right? If you're a dating coach and you have content somewhere else, like either it could be on Instagram, but I would prefer a little bit longer form videos if possible, not too long, but maybe five to seven minutes that talks about something on the subject of dating. Yeah. You want to send that type of content to your people because you want to, again, establish yourself as the dating coach authority. The, the purpose of sending this content beforehand is to establish yourself as the authority, even more so, right? Because you don't know if somebody has been watching your content and, and seeing you online or they saw you, you know, in person and they know a ton about you versus somebody who just may have looked you up, right? And they just may have found you on Google and they booked a call and they don't, they don't know anything more from, about you other than that. Right. So yeah. on both wow. of those playing fields, since you don't know, you, you need to kind of establish your authority for one person. You just may be reestablishing, but for another person, it's establishing for the first time because you want to instill in them confidence that they're spending their time wisely by talking to you on the phone. Right. Because them even booking their the, uh, the consultation, it's a promise of their time, whether that yeah. time is 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. It, it doesn't matter because time is the number one thing. It's the number one asset we can never get back. So we respect that time. And we also want to reinforce that they're not wasting their time by establishing that we are the authority in what we do and what we provide. I think this is a fabulous idea. I, and I'm so glad that you shared it with the listeners because that makes perfect sense to me. And it's it's like, you know, you're out there sharing content anyway, when someone reaches out to you because they want to talk to you and learn more about what you do, providing them with that. I, I love this idea of it. It shows your authority and that you really do know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. you, um, 
it does the service. It, of course, it helps you with the sale um, once you actually get on the call, but it serves the other person. Because again, you know, systems support sales, systems support people, right? And when I say people, it's not just about us and our business, but of course it's about us and our business, right? Because if I can have a process, I can now hire somebody to take over that process. Um, you had a, you're, I, I'm blanking on his name, but I literally was just listening to your previous podcast where the gentleman was talking about the 30 minute hour. And um, oh, he, yeah. and I really liked how he, he mentioned, um, you know, who, not how, right? It, which I think is also a book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about, you know, that example of when you're going right before vacation, right? And, you know, stuff yeah. has to get done. You know, you're going to be at the office. So it's going to be like, who's going to be able to take over this? Because I can't do this. Right? So yeah. we write out our, I love that so much because I'm like, oh my goodness. I got to remember this because I got to mention it. I really like that episode because it really plays into the power of processes and systems. Because once you have this written out, and once you know what your process is, now it's like, okay, who can take over this part right here? Because it's written out. There's no confusion. And um, it actually kind of segues a, li a little bit when, you know, when coaches and consultants try to hire people before they have the process. Yeah. And the same, you know how I say, when you get tech, you got a $97 software, you know, $100 software you're paying for month by month, but it's just sitting there. We do the same thing with people, unfortunately. I've made yeah. this mistake in the past. You hire somebody, but you don't even know really what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, they don't feel that good because they want to be hired for a particular job in their skill set. Right. You know, they don't know what to do. They're just kind of like, okay, I'm here, but not sure where I'm supposed to go. And now it ends up just being a waste of time on, on both sides. And nobody really wants that either. Right. Yeah, I, I did such a, I mean, that is huge. I mean, th this whole subject is, is huge. When you think about it, this is really about structuring your business so that you're doing what you should be doing. Your customers are getting what they should be getting and what they need to be mm -hmm. getting and that you are, um, you've got the right people in the right places. And you're so right. You can't do any of it until you've identified how you go about doing, you know, what the steps are, the various, and everything has steps. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everything has steps. Everything is a, you know, when people say, say to me, they say, I have no system. I got no process of doing anything. And I said, actually, that's not true. Yeah. I was like, I want to take you out of that mindset. I don't want you feeling bad about stuff because that's actually not true. Even in your business now, you have a process. It may not be optimized. It may not be all the way correct, but you do have a process mm -hmm. in the same way that we all have a process of how we wake up in the morning. It's called a morning routine. A routine mm -hmm. is a process. That's a system, right? I, I have a friend of mine who has children. She has a routine. She does her things during the day. And then at 3.30, she's like, all right, I got to prepare to go get her children. She has a process, right? When you yeah. wake up in the morning, you do a, maybe you do a big stretch, you drink some water, you yeah. take, um, you get dressed for the day, you pray, you meditate, you know, and then you get started with whatever it is you want to get started with during that day. But that's your routine. Everything is a system. Everything is a process from the way that cars are made to the way that we actually drive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
everything is a system and a process. Everything is routine. From from the way that the earth rotates in the middle of the universe, you know, like I mean, nothing is like super happenstance. Like it's it's a process, it's a routine. We're gonna yeah. go around the sun another 360 something days. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it works. So we all have a process. The question isn't, do I have a process? The question is, do I have the right process for me? Yeah. Am I doing this in a way that it works for me and it works for anybody else that comes behind me? Because right. that's the really important part when it comes to putting in systems in a business. A lot of us have the thought process of, you know, we, wanna, we want to uh, uh, give our business to our children, right? Or maybe you actually want to sell it. Whatever it is, somebody, something's going to happen to it. And so the best case scenario is that you are able to either sell it, which is what I do a lot, you know, with my private equity clients that I work with, or you want to be able to actually give it to your child, which is what a lot of people want to do, when they, and especially that's how people think when they think about generational wealth. Well, there is nothing to pass down if everything is in your head, if your yeah. process is in your head. If you, if you yeah. never sat down to think, can somebody else do this behind me? Or am I the only person that can really do this? Because thing is, is you're probably not the only person that can do it, but it might be really difficult for somebody else with the requisite skill set to come behind you and do something. Sure. And, right. and that's a dangerous place to be in. It really is dangerous. And I always say to people, you know, God forbid a million times you got hit by a bus and you weren't dead, but you were in a coma for 30 days. How mm -hmm. is your business going to survive that? there has to be something that anyone can walk in, grab off a shelf, read and implement. Exactly. Right. Even if they just do the bare minimum, you, you owe it to everyone involved in your business, especially your customers to have that set up already. And, and exactly. everyone that I talk to about exiting their business, you know, by selling, they all say, if your business is you, you're not going to be able to sell it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think there was somebody I was talking to recently who, uh, you know, they make, uh, what is it, like $500,000 something in their business. And they were trying, they were thinking about, okay, maybe I, I might sell it. And I said, okay, um, what are you doing in your business? Like how much of your revenue is, is just from you? And they're sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, well, I kind of bring it in all. And I said, you're not going to be able to sell that. Yep. Or, or if you do, what you're really going to be doing is selling the client list or selling right. the equipment. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to get a two, three X multiple on your revenue Yeah. because your business is you, which means it's not really a business. You're self-employed, which is, you know, I mean, cool. If that's what you want to do, sure. right. You know, it's, that's fine. You can do that. But if your intention is to eventually be able to sell this, for two to three X or more, whatever your industry standard is, um, you know, and, and profit and then live off that money, that's not gonna happen. If your business is only ran because you're there and you're waking up in the morning and you're the one doing everything from sales to admin, to customer service, to fulfillment, to offboarding, to HR, to legal. I mean, <laughs> there's so much, like you can't do it all. You can try, but you're not going to be able to sell that. 
because once you're, I mean, if you're the one, <laughs> you're the, you can't, we can't buy you. We can't buy you. We're trying to buy a business and that's just not how it's going to work. Well, and it doesn't really work for one person to try and handle all of that. Something's going to fall down. Oh, absolutely. It, it does. Eventually yeah. it, it always does. Yeah. And, and it falls down and you hit a wall. You hit a wall. You hit a wall where you really can't grow more because you end up in a, in a, in a, I don't know how else to call it, but I think of it like a start, stop, stuck cycle where mm -hmm. the start is you're getting clients, you're making sales, you're feeling good, you know, new money, new revenue coming in. Everybody feels great, but you have to stop. You have to stop the sales calls. Why? Because you have to fulfill the clients you just sold. Yeah. Now the fulfillment depends on your service, right? Depends on if it's retainer, depends on if it's, you know, project-based. What I do know is you got to do something and there's a lot of upfront work a lot of times. Well, when you're doing the upfront work, you have to stop, but now you're kind of stuck because you want to keep the clients that you just sold, but you also want to get new clients, but you can't even focus on getting new clients because you're working on your old clients. Yeah. And then ultimately people do leave you know it happens right and yeah. again it depends on your service but then when clients leave you got all those clients in kind of a, a window and now they're called they're all maybe leaving at the same time or just maybe not all of them but just you might be completing projects at the same time now you got a deep decline that you got to dig out of and now you're back at the start again yeah happens all the time it does all the time and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, thinking to themselves, boy, you know, if not all of that, some of that sure sounds familiar. So th this, is, this is a really valuable conversation and topic for them to, you know, potentially listen to a couple of times um, to, to absorb this information and understand what it is they have to do. And so Kadir, I'm so grateful that you have spent this time with me. Will you let the listeners know how they can find you? Absolutely. And, I, and again, I appreciate you, Diane, for allowing me to be on here. Again, if you all haven't subscribed, please subscribe. I don't know what you're doing. Um, but <laughs> I, 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 you all can definitely reach me. Um, you can actually go to succeedingwithsystems.com um, and you can find a lot of our material there. You can find me online on social media, on Instagram at Kadira S. Muhammad. Uh, I'm also on YouTube, also at Kadira S. Muhammad. We talk a lot about systems, technology, automation for growing business owners as well. So those are the best places to reach me. Excellent. I will make sure that's in the show notes. Um, so uh, again, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hi, my name is Sarah. And I want to tell you about my podcast called 
Can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing Business Bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.